Hello, all you entitled gamers out there. Uh, just a brief disclaimer. This week, Paul has been replaced with a robot. I just wanted to test it out. I know we just made Paul co-host, but I just thought a robot could potentially be cheaper, save all that money. We fl have to fly in Paul's audio every week by police chopper, and it is expensive. So, this week I went a different route. I built a robot that looks and sounds exactly like Paul based off my personal specifications. And Trav can't even tell the difference. So, no one tell him. Throughout this episode, he's completely unaware that Paul's a robot. So, he might not even respond to it. He'll just think it's Paul. So, anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Just remember, Paul is a robot. to the Entitled Gamer. I'm your host, Matt Shore, and with me as always is my stalwart companion, Big Trail. Hey everybody, how's it going? <laughs> and of course, we have our lawyerly companion, our other stalwart companion, I just like saying stalwart, I feel like, it's Paul <laughs> Grody! Hello everyone, hope you're feeling stalwart, since that's the new buzzword <laughs> here on the Entitled Gamer. Well, Did you... Did you like the uh, intro I gave you? I was trying to do the um, the old SNL introducer. Travis O'Brien! Oh, right, right. <laughs> uh, we can't time. afford that. You know, you're the lawyer. You should you should tell us not to use the Just music. play it for like seven seconds. We'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't actually, remember don't how it goes. <laughs> Alright, so we got some big Travs, big news coming up for you later, but first off, we need to follow up on a topic that we had just covered recently, which is the winners of the Game Awards. So, as you probably would have guessed if you, you know, had played games this year, big winner is ba -ba -da -da, The Legend of Zelda. Can you guys, are you guys surprised at all by this? No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, I, I thought maybe PUBG would... I did too a little stuff, bit because like, it was it's so been such popular. a phenomenon. But, yeah, yeah. You know, Zelda deserves it. It's you know, I'm not upset or anything. I mean, I don't like PUBG that much. I haven't played it, so <laughs> Paul might have a PUBG counterpoint coming up for us later in the episode because he just got it on Xbox. But we'll address that elephant in the room later. Um, all right, so these are the major awards and who won. We got you've probably seen this online, so follow along at home. We've got the for the best game of 2017 is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Best Direction, Breath of the Wild. I mean, I think of Direction as in terms of movies. That's what really comes yeah, to mind. I but mean, what's I don't even really know what game Direction means, but... I think it's just their blanket term for overall design. Like the, the concept yeah, the, the, and execution of that concept. Yeah. The way that I take this is, I think I think it's Zelda that I've heard this story about, where one of the developers said that they wanted to make sure that no matter where you were, there was a sight line where you could see something else that was interesting that we wanted right. to. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Like you that's what that that's about. what that makes me think of. Yeah, there yeah. was that Kotaku article about like that triangle effect. And you know, mm -hmm. Link loves triangles. Right, <laughs> they're yeah. everywhere. Like, let's build a Triforce game. Okay, so we got uh, another category: best narrative, and the winner of that is. What Remains of Edith Finch, which I just played this weekend. You guys have not played, correct? 
No, it sounds interesting though. I've heard I, I I've heard the general like premise and it's it sounds cool. I, I think, I I think... Trav, I got that the other night, didn't I? We were talking about it. <laughs> were you drunk? <laughs> Edith Finch? No, we were talking. I don't remember. Yeah, I ended up getting so PlayStation just sent me ten dollars to use. Oh yeah, right, right. I've right, heard yeah. people are getting this thing. Mark are I, I didn't uh, get one. Oh, and special if you're the praying kind, send out prayers to Mark who's been our researcher, he's got to go undergo, like, surgery on Monday, I believe. He's, like, he hasn't been throwing us as many ideas lately because his, like, gallbladder might explode or something. That is so bad title. That's awful. He'll be probably fine, but send thoughts and prayers. And, you know, if if his stomach is right as rain, send, like, bunt cakes and burgers, too. He'll probably appreciate (laughs) that. Uh, But that just made me think of that. But... Edith Finch, a game that was highly recommended to me from another friend at work, Zach. He said, play Edith Finch, play Hellblade. So I was like, okay, I'll try Edith Finch. Paul technically bought it for me as a Christmas present. So uh, I played it this weekend. I was going to talk about it more in what we've been playing. But just, you know, basically, I totally understand where this goes in best narrative. It's pretty much only narrative. To me, as a person who's gotten into visual novels in the past couple years, this game makes uh, it makes it like a new way of doing visual novels in a really interesting way. And I think both of you guys would like it. However, I do think that for a game that is pretty much like two to four hours, depending on how crazy fast you rush through it, like it does not feel like it's worth $20. It feels like sure, it would be I mean, worth 10 bucks. But yeah, I think that stuff's probably kind of, you know, different for everybody. Like it depends on how much the experience like affects you. I think yeah. as an emotional but- experience, it's very, very powerful. But what did you did you time, like Gone Home? Yeah, I like Gone Home. I think this is uh, considerably better than Gone Home, but I oh, feel wow, like okay. Gone Home is uh, longer. Oh, okay, I liked or, Gone Home too, but I, I liked okay. Gone That's Home too. I thought it was cute, but at the same time, um, it was a little one note. Like I feel like I could play Edith Finch again, as opposed sure, to right. Gone Home, which yeah. I could not. Uh, you wouldn't really necessarily get a different thing from playing Edith Finch, but it's sort of like a movie. It's sort right. of like you're playing a story. Um, all right, so Paul, you played some Cuphead, which was the winner for best art direction. Do you have any like preliminary thoughts on Cuphead? I mean, it is like it looks exactly like an old timey cartoon, which is right. exactly what they're going for. I mean, down to right. the fact like it looks like it's being projected on a movie screen, and they've got the little you know white crackles that appear on the screen. Right, right, I, right. I mean, like the cigarette burns yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, they really nailed that that look. Um, which is, you know, the big appeal of the game, and they absolutely nailed it. So, yeah, I see why that game uh, got that. Um, I thought Zelda and Persona 5 were really strong entries in that category, too. But yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's, I mean, Cuphead, I haven't even played it, but it's just such a beautiful aesthetic, and I love that aesthetic normally when it's done. There's a great Futurama segment where they do that and has some of my favorite animation of all time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Can you really argue? There's nothing, in my opinion, more beautiful than that end of battle scene where everyone's running in Persona 5 and the music's playing. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, I just love that on. Yeah, it's so great. Um, I eventually got to the point where I wanted to be able to skip that, though. Because it was just like... (laughs) Yeah, because you you played it for like seven years. You just never (laughs) finished it. You're still playing it. Um... That's my lamest insult. You're still playing the game. <laughs> um, so for best uh, music, best score, uh, Nier Automata, or Automata uh, won. I never know how to say it. 
I'm always I a little bit. I say it one way, and then I'm like, "That's not right," and then I say it the other way, and I'm also it's, it's like, on a mod because I think they yeah. say it in the game at one point, and Paul said it that way, and I remember thinking, "Oh, Paul was right; I was wrong." Um, well, we should not <laughs> defer to me because I don't know how to pronounce Hylian. Hylian, yeah. yeah oh, right. right. <laughs> to be fair, I've never said that word out loud before. So. Right. It was. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of the old SNL bit where uh, Norm Macdonald's like, "Pirates of the Care." Ribian. Man, there are two ways to say that, and I got them both wrong. Um, so, Nier Automata, or Automata, depending on which we, one you prefer, uh, definitely did have great music. I mean, mm-hmm. Persona obviously had great music, too, but Nier, they had something really haunting and The, the way the music unique. blends in with whatever level or area you're in, and you're just running yeah. through, or... Yeah, the music during the boss fights was good too. Like, yeah, I love that carnival theme. It's like my favorite. It's so cool. And if you beat that one boss, they do give you an eight bit version of the theme, or it's like a mini game. But there's like a little like yeah, that's another thing they recorded. They did that like Mario did as well. Like when you would start hacking, I think it would go to like a eight bit version of the song. Yeah, they actually recorded the score twice like they, there's the full the full version of all the songs and then there's the 8-bit version and that's so cool it's, when they it seems it. like they they knew going in that doing multiple versions of these songs and having this like sweep it was like instead of trying to have you know 27 equally epic tracks it feels like they had four or five major themes that were just like so good that they're like let's just expand on these and have them playing like, I don't think people get sick of them. And I heard them all a lot, and I really didn't. Like, I can yeah. listen to that music at work. It sort of reminds me of, like, classic Final Fantasy in a way where it's just, like, iconic and beautiful and well done. Um, it has a life of its own. All the tracks are a little bit different and distinct. It's it's almost like, I don't know. I mean, I like a lot of Persona music, but a lot of it does sound like the same kind of thing. There's right, like a right. thematic, there's a theme to the music, yeah. There's a thematic kinship and all the stuff in Nier 2, but it also sounds like distinct. It feels like an album. Yeah, like I it mean, feels like a full white album of video game music almost. Right. Well, and this year, I mean, lots of great music. You have Persona. Um, yeah. Near obviously, um, Destiny Two had actually really good. Music. It, yeah, it really did have good uh, music. You know, whatever you feel about the rest of the game, and a lot of people really like Zelda had this really interesting. Piano I love too. the music in Zelda. I love the effects in yeah. Zelda uh, with the. Um, like the cooking sound effect, I love that. Mm-hmm. I just really liked the uh, the first time that, like, right when you're on the Great Plateau, and the first time you get seen by a uh, a guardian, yeah. and, the, and they start targeting you, and that and that, that intense music on. starts right. playing, like, a, yeah, like I, I love that. I mean, this is we. It's a glutton of it's a burden of riches, right. you know, or whatever. It's just like we had a lot of really interesting, and not just. I think that's the thing is I'm trying to get my game of the games of the year, favorite games of the year list squared away and finish up some stuff. It's like not only these games are very difficult to compare, right? Because it's like it's not like I'm like well, which was better, Tekken or Injustice? It's like I'm like which is which is better, Edith Finch or a game that was nothing like Edith Finch? Right. <laughs> what's a what's better, a game where you use like you almost have no weapons or a game where your weapons break every five seconds. Like it's, (laughs) it's confusing and it's interesting, but it is, it just goes to show you how gaming really has become. When you look at something like Cuphead or Edith Finch or Zelda or Nier even like it's and Hellblade too. Like 
games are becoming artwork. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like it's not just and not, not just a purely narrative artwork, but like something really interesting. Um, all right, so we're getting off topic here. We got to get back onto it. So audio design, the winner was Hellblade. I know you guys haven't played this yet, but the game, like you put your headphones on and your character is basically, you can hear the voices in her head all around you. Mm. That's like the oh, running thing. And for an anxiety-prone person like myself, um, it is absolutely terrifying. Like, I, I can only play the game in short bursts because it's just like, this is what it's like to have anxiety. They captured it. Um, and in my, my debate with myself when I'm playing this game, me having my anxiety in my own head arguing with me, is, uh, which is why it becomes cacophonic when I'm playing the game, is that I'm like, are they, they're doing a good job of portraying this, but are they just like presenting mental illness or is there a take on it it's hard to have a take on it because of the setting it's like well there aren't really therapists here so it's right. hard to you know but uh I'm, I'm not all the way through the game yet so i'm interested to see where it goes and speaking of that melina Jurgens for hellblade's best performance i think she does it seems like she's doing like all the voices and whispers in different ways uh inside inside the head i think that's why um uh but i don't know enough about that in games for impact hellblade uh is the winner there too um i feel like i'm I'm gonna have to get to the end to know that i mean i feel like that's that's my real question it's like are they talking just about mental illness and saying it exists which is interesting because you don't really see that in games anyway right um i also think edith finch had a big emotional impact and uh i think even though it it wasn't as hard of a punch i thought near had a lot of interesting social commentary too um so those are those are my counter arguments for that Best ongoing game, Overwatch. Hard to disagree with that. We all love it. Um, it's not best indies, Cuphead, and uh, anything other than Golf Story is wrong, is what Paul has written here in our notes. Golf Story. <laughs> you, game of the year. I mean, I still haven't played Cuphead, but I, you know, I probably would have gone for like Steam World Dig. Or, right, right. Or Hollow Knight, your favorite. Hollow Knight, sure. <laughs> Just to make you happy, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, Best mobile game, Monument Valley 2. Heard the first one was really good. Know nothing about you know the second one yep. or really the first one either. Best handheld game was Metroid Samus Returns. Um, that makes sense to me because it was it was the talk of the town. But I think uh, ultimately I, I thought Dang and Dang and Rampa 3 was more interesting. But that's not just that's a not mobile game anymore. Uh, best VR game, Resident Evil 7. It made me think, I'm like, I've been playing that now too, and I'm really enjoying it, but I just would love to see Hellblade in VR. That would be crazy. So Wolfenstein won, uh, Wolfenstein 2 won for uh, best action game. Yeah. <laughs> Trev, your take on this was, well, I guess it had to win something. <laughs> well, I, I, I was thinking about it and like looking at it, like I was a little bit wrong the way I was looking at it before saying that like, you know, this is just like looking at the action of the game. I think, you know, taking an action game as a whole and looking at, like, I think the story in Wolfenstein is good enough to kind of look like cover up some of its shortcomings with its gameplay. Like I I was thinking about it after we had our talk about Wolfenstein two, either last week or the week before or episode. And I think that one of the, my main problems with that game is that it doesn't give you enough of an indication when you're taking damage. I feel like if it mm. did that, I would feel way better about the combat in general. Just because I feel like I die when I didn't even know I was low health a lot of the time. Just like when you're playing Overwatch. Yeah, but then you're there to <laughs> yell at me and tell me 
that I was I'm yeah, stupid. Sure. I, I, thought, like better. I thought I can't believe I can't Shut believe you let me shot. get away with that. I thought for sure you'd be like, "What the fuck did you just say?" <laughs> like you've ever said that to me. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, Zelda wins action adventure again. Wasn't that the prey category? It, no, oh, action wait. was the prey category. Yeah. Action adventure yeah, right, is what right. should have been prey's category. Was Horizon Zero Dawn in that category? Horizon I got shut so. out. Yeah, I, I was Completely. expecting it to pick up at least something somewhere, but I'm I'm kind of okay with it. Like the ones, th- there's only a few of these that fit it, and yeah. it just got you know, there's better stuff. A- anything where it could have won, Zelda beat it basically. Right. Uh, best RPG Persona Five. Best family game was Mario Odyssey. I still think Zelda is a more obvious choice for that. Uh, so but- is family game just like a a game for young children or a game that children can play? Is it not supposed to be like something you play with your family? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how Zelda could not be that, or maybe I, it's just games I, that are. I, I, for I mean, but like Zelda's a sing- very single player experience, and I feel like and- Mario like has maybe a little bit broader appeal. Like, oh, Mario, jump. Sure, I mean, Zelda's hard, for one thing. difficult, and it's it's just a more, I mean, intense overall gaming experience. I see your points. I'm just, I'm not as crazy on Mario as everyone else. Um, Best strategy game was Rabbids. I I like this game. It didn't, it hasn't, I haven't beaten it, and uh, it it never captivated me in a way XCOM did, but Mm -hmm. I do think it was way better like uh, I think what Paul was saying is he's it's, what I have here in my notes is it's the unexpected hit that we didn't see coming. Right. I I like rabbits a lot. I I think that I I don't remember what else was in this category, but I feel yeah. like it's been it hasn't been like a, an amazing year for strategy games. Right. No, not really. Probably War like, of the Chosen was probably in here too. I mean, if if, if rabbits had come out in the same year as like XCOM two or something, I don't know that rabbits would win. But right, it right. is a it is a very fun game but it's it's like you know it's not xcom it has some limitations to it right but it it is a fun game um okay forza we can just ask john and he'll start salivating yeah i don't actually think he's happy that i think he's kind of against it winning (laughs) there weren't a lot of like competition i I mean mean, i guess sports is great but i mean i played five and six and it's like I don't need to play he seven. seems to be pretty unhappy with seven so far. I, I don't really know, but he he seems to be unhappy with like their DLC policies and just the game in general. In the category of sports and racing, there's not a lot of other games that were not tarnished right. by some other. You know, NBA 2K with its microtransactions might be Project Cars had a bunch of glitches. Like there's just and nobody really liked uh, what is that other Gran Turismo game? So it's like should have given, given it to MLB. Bunch of glitches this year, I oh, did yeah. it really? Huh. I haven't played one in a while, but when I used to play them every year, they always seemed pretty polished. Um, most anticipated game is The Last of Us Two. Um, yeah. <laughs> Paul and I are hyped for Spider Man, and of course, there's Red Dead. I feel like those are oh, games yeah. you could also. I'm more excited about those, but I also haven't finished Last of Us One, so that's maybe a reason. Right. Right. Um. But, uh, well, we'll talk more about Last of Us 2 in a little bit. But the last two categories are Trending Gamer. I don't know any of those people. I think we should be the winner of that. Right. And uh, Best Esports Game, which is Overwatch. Hard to disagree with that. Um, what? what? What were you, you going to disagree I, with that? Oh, my God. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like Overwatch has been kind of sliding lately. Like, we've had all these stories come out about how, like, the pros aren't happy with it. And... 
one of the teams like out the comp is messed up and it's just i don't know like i feel like last year overwatch was a was a better experience and i feel like next year with overwatch league maybe i don't know i disagree i think it's never been better i think community is salty and toxic but i think even you fell in love with the game again when you got moira so well, I, right I but but mean. also like I, I feel like we i feel like it's harder for us to find a good competitive game now than it used to be maybe but i mean there's just more people playing in general and i think i think it'll just get better that's that's my honest yeah opinion, i, I do think it'll it'll get better i'm not like done with overwatch or anything i just you know and, and i also don't think it'll ever reach its obsessiveness with us or the pure joy that it, it once elicited because it's not as fresh you know it's right. just going to be a game that we have i mean that was background. a that was a very time and place thing you and i had just met and started playing yeah, exactly. a bunch together like that was you know it was super fun i mean and yeah. i'm sure something will come along maybe anthem will blow our minds you know who knows i'm not counting on it <laughs> do you want to do you want to pay for microtransactions to make anthem amazing it sounds good i'll Great. pay for any microtransactions <laughs> all right and on that note it's time to go into a little segment we like to call big Trav's a big news So unfortunately today, yeah. I woke up to find out that net neutrality got overturned. <sighs> this is a huge bummer. Um, Hopefully, it won't take you too long to download the podcast. So, Paul, <laughs> from a legal perspective, how did this even happen? Do you have any insights on this matter? Yeah, the whole so net neutrality was a series of FCC regulations, which I'm not super up on that whole process. Um, especially SEC versus other regulatory bodies. But it's basically administrative rules, so there was no vote for Congress or anything like that to repeal. Uh, like, the, you know, this wasn't some sort of Congress vote. It was literally the head of the uh, FCC who was appointed by Trump um, and basically repealed these series of regulations. Um, and I haven't gone through. There, there were a bunch of them. Um, of course, the fear here is that the regulations were really protecting consumers and preventing, um, you know, the internet providers from basically restricting access to content that they wanted to either a charge more or otherwise just restricting access to stuff that they didn't buy. So you so, have. So- What's the nightmare scenario here? I hear people being like, "You charge if you want well, the Facebook plan, you pay twenty four ninety nine and shit like that." Well, that's, right. That's what I always hear about. Is the, that real? The nightmare plan is that if you want, they may limit your internet speed or um, access to certain websites like Netflix. So, like, well, if you have Netflix or Hulu or any streaming services, um, we're going to tack on twenty bucks a month to your plan, or else you wouldn't get throttled access to those. Um, that's one of the big fears. That's so um, terrible. I've also I've also seen a lot of people saying that like, oh, Netflix may run poorly for you, but our Verizon streaming service will run great for you. Right. If you say, right. You, say if you have right, Verizon. and there's some concerns of uh, it actually harming some competition. Um, like smaller web-based businesses may not be able to um, get going like they would have um, because. They, they can't pay off the ISPs to, uh, right. you know, for the preferential service fees. Um, you know, this is something that 95% of Americans were like 100% opposed to. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, well, and, no, you got to count the 2 million fake 
comments from bots on the FCC. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, keep in mind that before 2014, these regulations weren't in place. Um, now, a lot of the cable providers, you know, Comcast is certainly putting money behind um, repealing this, um, although they promised not to do any of the things people were accusing them of, and then one wonders why they care about repealing it. But again, I haven't really gone through all the regulations. I mean, so what, how could this affect us as gamers? Could they be like... Oh, yeah. I mean, you might... So I use Netflix as an example, but, uh, you know, certainly you could see something where um, Xbox Live or PSN, PS Plus access or one of the things that get throttled unless you pay, pay more money, right? Right, like, yeah, like it'll be like the get the PSN version of our service that will, you know, make your download speeds not horrible. So if you are one of those people who is just a gamer and listens to the show and is apolitical and hates all of my political asides um now's your time to get political because this is a thing that affects you i mean well, we've been complaining about this for the a corporations while have our best interests at heart always right they, they corporations are are people my friend that's why they're giving us microtransactions so we can give them more money they're giving us more opportunities to do that and so this is a pro-consumer move i don't even think <laughs> it's i don't even think this is my honest take on capitalism just as in, in brief aside I don't think it's bad that companies want to bleed us dry and take all our money and, you know, get that's basically the idea of capitalism. Like mm. people get rich and they, you try to sell stuff to people. That's like basically it. But my problem is that it's not a fair fight anymore. Like the odds are so stacked against the average consumer that like when whenever you talk about regulation or anything like that, it's like, oh, we're going to cut businesses and jobs. It becomes like this moral issue. But like right. that's not the case. Like the companies are gonna be, we're gonna be rich either way. It wasn't like right. we were suddenly gonna come march up in there and rob the poor billionaires. Right. Like that was not. You saw what Occupy Wall Street was like. We just sat around. People were just like playing tambourines and shit. Like that's our movement. Like we don't have, we don't have. If we're too poor to afford weapons and shit, like it's not gonna happen. Like it, it just it feels like we're doing a really good job of of keeping things on the same track they're on, which really benefits people who are already have a ton of benefits. And like that, this just doesn't make sense on a fundamental level. It's like, wow, it, it does feel anti-democratic in a way. It's like, everyone doesn't like this except the 5% of people that it benefits and they won. Right. It's like, this isn't even like a close election. It's not all. It's like, wow, how did this happen? Such a bummer. Um, Hopefully they can. I mean, it sounds like there's lots of people that are going to try to fight this, but yeah. well, I mean, this I, isn't literally going to affect us today, right? But like, um, so I, I mean, think it's just something that we have to be aware of. Yeah, yeah there's already like the, lawsuits filed. I think 20 states are suing over this already, or have announced that they will. So like, there's going to be um, that that battle's not lost, um, and that's it's good. just not over. It's not over. Yeah, it's, um, so I just, I just something to keep an eye on. The fact that like the current administration is so preoccupied with other things that uh, this is not protecting that neutrality. It's going right. to be if this is going to get worse before it gets better. I guess is what I'm saying. It would have to be a full administrative shift mm. um, <laughs> to, yeah. to a president. But then again, if you were like, this might affect your tweets, President Trump, you know, maybe something would happen. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves tweeting. You got to give him that. 
Uh, all right, I've talked enough about that. Um, so we got some uh, some game awards announcements. Right, um, right. So we got a, a very very short teaser from uh, from from software from, makers from. of Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Demon Souls. Um, it was some kind of I couldn't really tell what it was. It like had like a leg bone. <laughs> It was being like twisted. It was like a chain or like something. A, like a, it was like a weapon, or it looked like a torture device. I couldn't really tell. It was it was weird. It was only like a seven, like six or seven second thing, and then it it it, it like cut to black, and then on the screen came up uh, shadows die twice. Yeah, is what it was, I believe. Mm. Um, so a lot of people are like immediately Bloodborne too. Everyone was like, "Hey, this right. is right." You know, I wanted 2. it to be Bloodborne. Too, I so I bad, still but you I I'm me that it wasn't. I would potentially be okay with it being Bloodborne 2, even though I have a little bit of... Like, From hasn't shown that they... They can't make their sequels as good as their originals. But um, there was also in the background, which a lot it took some people some time to notice, there was some... Um, some writing like some i think it was some kanji or something i'm not real sure i don't i don't you know i don't know too much about right. other languages writing um but it was like some old like it wasn't actually like words i don't think i think it was like written in a weird way but some people thought that that pointed to it being uh tenchu tell us a little um, bit about tenchu because yeah. i don't know I, anything about i've it. never like played tenchu game, right i just yeah yeah it's like a from i think the last one was an 09 um and i want to say a boss in the game from 09 said Shadows die twice, which is why people think that this could be Tenchu. Well, there you um, go. That that seems like a logical because like that was the thing when it said shadows die twice. I'm like that. Aside from like some boss in Bloodborne, you reminded me about like that. It doesn't sound like the, Bloodborne language, right? Yeah, and, and 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 I've seen that in multiple other places. Two people bringing up that boss, uh, the Shadows of Yarnum. Yeah, exactly. And being like, but it just doesn't. But they, feel they're right. not going to make a game out of these guys or anything, right? Yeah, um, like they they don't have a lot of lore behind them or anything. They're just three guys that you fight um <laughs> but you know i i my preference would either probably be bloodborne 2 or even a new ip uh, but like yeah. like like bloodborne was like like take that engine or that like style and make a new thing out of it um i've seen a lot of people saying also that they don't think it's tenchu either because it's like tenchu like are they really gonna make a tenchu game but like i don't know Maybe. from has said i can't prove that these guys. they're working on Armored Core and a new thing. Armored and, Core, really? That's awesome. Yeah, um, that's what that's what it is, right? Arm- yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Um, and they're also working on something that, that I think they said something along the lines of it's going to please Souls fans, like something that they would expect mm. or yes. not expect, but like it's going to scratch that itch or something. Right. Um, so I mean, we'll see which one this is. They said that we will get more information on this within the next year, so probably no time soon. Maybe E three. <laughs> um, it wasn't at PSX. This was shown at Game Awards. Right, it, right. it didn't show up again at PSX. So we'll we'll see. I don't right. know. Um, also at PSX, uh, they Sean Layden uh, hinted that you may be able to change your PSN name soon. What? What? Um, by no. saying, I think, I think, I didn't see that. I didn't see the address, but I think what he said was, hopefully, we won't. I won't have to deal with these questions next year. <laughs> so. <laughs> It was something along those lines. Please, so if, even if they let you change your name, Trav, you can't change it from Big Trav. I haven't um, decided yet. Unless I mean, I, it's for the show. The show needs right. to be Big Trav. Name recognition. The show doesn't even know my. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not like my name is tied to what you call me on the show. It is. Big Trav's big. So if news. you're saying if I change my name, you're going to stop calling me that? Yeah. Okay. Like, well, I'm definitely if, changing the name then. No. No. I mean, <laughs> I will call you. 
Uh, I don't know. I just it, there's no show to me without Big Trav. Trav, who's right into the show. I highly recommend names people can not know. Yeah, <laughs> right into the show though. Also, if you have a funny name for Trav to switch his PSN to, <laughs> I'd like to read some of those on the air. So if you have something real vulgar, just you know, send it into you. Well, I'm Big sure Trav's I'm name. sure Sony would love would love me changing my name to something extremely vulgar. Um. <laughs> Speaking of vulgar, we got questionable. Oh my god! Oh, model this story, <laughs> this story gives me life, but is also just the worst thing in the world. It's so funny amongst like the net neutrality stuff. Like this just makes me laugh, but at the same time, what? So yeah. Break break it down. For yeah. Me, Trev. Uh, so, uh, apparently, is this was this only an Xbox? Do you guys know, or was this on? Uh, it was only on PC because it was okay. The Xbox. Just okay. okay. So apparently they had they had like uh, outsourced I can't wait to hear their designs. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like fumbling trying to think of the best. So basically, the there's word pussy gets thrown around a lot. You these can days. you can they they showed sure. the pictures of a woman in her bra and panties and there's camel toe. Right. That's in not the, the character. A real the woman. No. A, 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 a female model, a character model in PUBG. Oh, like a supermodel. So, right. So, no, it's an in-game character. They updated the in-game characters, and for some reason, they, the female characters have camel toe. Right. This which, has already been taken out, as far as I know. Which, yeah, they got which, it out. You in don't like know days. what camel toe is. Uh, we don't. Trash. Sure, what, I don't think we need to explain that on the entire Trev, explain uh, to them in detail what camel toe is. I'm trying to remember what the story I read called it. Uh, it said like, oh, clothe. Oh, I don't want to say it. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. It was like, uh, camel toe is basically when you can see. The, it's when your clothes are really tight and like you can see the. The, the outline of yeah. the female anatomy. Let's put it that way. You can see her. Oh, how, how would the French say it? Her cooter. Um, I'm sh- All right. <laughs> We're yeah, not good so with this is foreign like, languages here on the entire I was expecting such a reaction from you guys. You didn't even care. You're like, whatever. It's just sure being sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is just... I, I don't know. I can't. I was talking to Shore about this before the show, and I can't. We in I like. I was asking all these questions. I was like, I, how did how does this happen? <laughs> like, I, I, I just know. right. I don't. I don't get <laughs> well, it. Well, first you start by drawing it a hundred times. <laughs> no. The, so apparently they asked a third party somebody like i don't know why you would ever do this it seems like a shaky story but i don't know how PUBG was made maybe it's made nickel and dime from random sources but they like got a new character model for the female generic character from like a third party designer and they just slapped it into the game without you know taking a good close look at her undercarriage well, of course it's, why would you think really you needed to do that bigger perverts Otherwise, they would have seen it straight away. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what what would make. I, we're talking about this for way longer than I had budgeted. <laughs> What's well, really sad is you like, know some animator like spent like a month on that feature, and he's like, well, that's that's all I know about animators. It's like the, all the perverted stuff in the background of Disney awful. movies, like when Simba falls on the the flowers, it spells sex in the air and shit. <laughs> I haven't seen Lion King in a long time. I don't remember that. Well, you shouldn't. It's in you. It's in your burned in the back of your head. So anyway, um, <laughs> the, the the best is the way Paul phrased it, which was, 
I think you were the one who put it up yeah. on our, our, our radar. You said, this week on Dudes Ruin Everything. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, this is just weird. I'm glad they got I mean, at least they got it quickly and took it out. Like, but that's, that's just that's yeah. just strange. Uh, um, wow. I, I, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> for real. Strange. For real. All right, moving on. Um, so right. we got. Never mind. Uh, I didn't actually see this. Is this the trailer? A new trailer for Detroit Become Human? Yeah, yeah. I watched this, so this is really cool. Um, I'm getting really this, excited. Is this, this not the? Is this not the same one they showed at? Uh, I want to say Paris Games Week with the robot and the the little girl being. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that same one. Um, but, uh, I, I was first made aware of it now, but yeah, the story basically is about how, uh, one of the, the, I got this via IGN, one of the reporters got to actually play the game firsthand and experience. Oh, okay. That's, that's, yeah. So the, basically the idea is if you haven't watched this trailer, go look it up, um, for this new game, Detroit Become Human. Basically you seem to play as, at least in one of the characters, this is like by those heavy rain dudes, right? So mm-hmm. like you're playing yeah. as Quantic Dream, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're playing as like a robot maid who is like, who is who's doing work for this like deadbeat dad kind of guy who's like just slovenly and awful and is barking orders at his little girl and like the moral choices you have to make are like do you fight back against the person who like owns you? Of course you do because that's what you do in a video game, but. Uh, it looked really dark and really interesting and just popped up on my right. I, you know, I don't usually watch a lot of videos. I like to go into games completely blank, uh, like I did with Edith Finch and Hellblade and that's made some of an impact on me. But, uh, but yeah, this thing looked cool. So it, it popped up a little bit higher on my radar as a result of that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for Detroit. I, I wasn't a huge fan of, um, Beyond Two Souls. Which was their last I game? I found I that game kind that. of strange. I, I missed that one. I did play Heavy Rain, which I Heavy was Rain was, was pretty good. I mean, it oh, has okay. issues, um, but it was certainly yeah. an interesting experience. So. This 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 looks cool. Um, I just hope that there's. I hope it all comes together story wise, yeah, right? Because Beyond also looked very cool in certain spots, and it did not come together story wise. Right. So. Like, that game was told out of order in, like, a really weird way. Like, I got yeah. more of a Heavy Rain vibe from what I saw, but that's yeah, just totally. a very cursory, you know, understanding of it. Did you see the thing where they talked about... Because, like, in the trailer that I've seen, they, they flashed to, like, three or four different outcomes for this, for your choices in this. Did you see right, that? Right, right, right. I did see that. It's like, there's, like, like an, an act of violence at the end of the trailer, and then it's like, or oh, you could have done this. And it's like, oh, Right, cool. and it, like, does, like a, like, a rewind thing and then show... Yeah. But it... I mean, it looks cool. I think D- D- Detroit didn't get a release date, I don't think, right? But it's it's no. expected next Not year. That I know of. I thought it was like June. Or yeah, something. I think it's it's expected at some point next year. Um, and then we also got some Last of Us Two news. Um, right. well, news. It, it it'll be darker and about hate. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know what that they means. said. No one is safe. Is yeah. in you know no one's safe from being killed. It sounds scary. Although, I, like my my take on this is that I love Last of Us. It's probably up there in one of my favorite games. But like. I feel like sequelizing it is very scary and very hard. So, I mean, a darker story makes sense based on how the first one ends, but at the same right. time, it could just be like, oh, it's a sequel. We got to make it even more intense. So it's like, and I don't edgy know. And, right. yeah. I mean, I thought Uncharted 4 was great and I thought Lost Legacy was great, but like it takes less finesse to tell mm-hmm. an Uncharted story than it does to tell The Last right. of Us. And, you know, I, it's doable, but I'm just like, oh, 
why even do yeah. create, create an original IP? Don't you know tarnish this thing? But I'm right. sorry. I mean, I'm I'm interested in seeing where Ellie and Joel are. Like, I love Last of Us, but I'm not like yeah. Like, if they come out with Last of Us two and it's not as good as Last of Us one, like that doesn't necessarily tarnish Last of Us one. Yeah, you're right me. because it's a video yeah. game. It's not the same thing as a movie where you're like waiting for that follow up. A game is a different way of right. experiencing it. Um, um, we also got uh, Mega Man Eleven. Was right. right, that looks really cool. Um, we're opinion. getting a Mega Man X compilation, which I've never played any Mega those. Man X. Really? You didn't play yeah. the first one? That one's really good. I don't think so. Um, and then also I want to say that this came along with Mega Man Legacy Collections are coming to Switch or are on yeah, Switch. I think it's they're something on like it. that. Maybe they're um, on PS4. I don't know. But. but Mega Man 11 looks really interesting. It's not like 9 and 10, like what they did on PS3 right, and 360, right. where like Thank they God look like that. the NES games. They look closer to like Mighty Number no. 9. Right. Um, it's better, like, obviously. Side scrolling, but, but with a 3D <laughs> model, right? Right, yeah, or like right, a 2.5D right. type thing. Yeah. I love that expression um, from Yoshi's story. Um, that makes me happy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks really nice. I'm, I feel like I'm probably the resident Mega Man nut here. Um, yeah, probably. So I, I like them, but I'm not good at them. I, I, you know, I, the problem with Mega Man is there's just so many games in the many mm. spinoffs and franchises that even I lose track of which ones are actually quality and which one are nostalgia goggles. But, um, I, I seem to remember the first two Mega Man X's being pretty good and just the art style of Mega Man 11 looks great. So yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. And that yeah. I think that one's 2018, late 2018. So that one's still yeah. a ways off. Yeah, what's the, this? Um, this seemed like a like a very early thing. What right. was the Mega Man spinoff indie game on? It's pretty big on Steam. Was it like 20 XX? Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that. Are you but, talking about? Um, it's just called 20 XX. I think that's right. Huh. And Sounds interesting. I just well, it's funny. I was reading about this, and the point was like. Why isn't Capcom doing another Mega Man game? And then, well, we get it. So right. here we go. Yeah. yeah. They hopefully, they probably just saw all the all the crazy stuff about Mighty Number no. Nine, and we're like, I guess we might <laughs> as well. Let's take the good parts and um, uh, throw out right. the rest. And another more Capcom news. We're getting this is cool. Actually, I'm kind of interested in this. We're getting a Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, which yeah. features 12 2D Street Fighter games in one package. So it's also on Switch. I just want to point out it's forty dollars. You're getting 12. Street Fighter games for the price of Ultra Street Fighter 2. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Is Ultra Street Fighter 2 in it? No. So I think, so I don't have to listen for any. Off the top of my head, it's Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter Super, it's like four or five different Street Fighter 2s, including like Super Street Fighter Turbo, Hyper Fighting. I want to see if I can remember that. Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2. Uh, I, th- I think it was Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting. No, super, there was Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition as well. Right. right. But the thing is, like, do you really need that many versions of Street Fighter 2? I mean, Street Fighter 2 is potentially the most popular one, and people are very insistent that di- different ones are better for oh. different things. All right, so, All right. I mean, fair enough. It's fine. And then we're also getting uh, Street Fighter Alpha 1, 2, and 3? I would or be no? interested in playing those. Maybe it was I'd- just... I think yeah, these I think Mega Man X Alpha 1, 2, collections and Street Fighter collections would be fun things to have on your Switch. Like, just yeah. have all those games and shit. You have right. to get a pro really controller, cool. though, because the D-pad on Switch is awful. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and I, I think... And then we're getting three different versions of Street Fighter 3. I think those are the 12. Um, but I, I love Third Strike. Um, I haven't played right, much of it, right. but I have it on PS3, and I love that game. Being able to play it on a console that I actually use would be nice. And <laughs> online... Oh, yeah, they're also bringing online for... 
one, like two, one or two versions of two, and then Alpha three gets online, and then Third Strike has online. So yeah, you'll be able to play them online too, which is nice. Um, we're getting Bayonetta three, Street Fighter four on there. They probably should, um, especially because it's already on PS four and Xbox One. I assume with Ultra yeah. Street Fighter four. Um, so we're getting Bayonetta three on Switch exclusively. Yeah, that'd right. be cool. And aren't they yeah. re-releasing? They're they're re-releasing one and two on Switch uh, so in like a month or something like that. That sounds cool. Um, yeah, I'd be willing yeah. to rebuy one if it meant getting to play two on Switch. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I mean Bayonetta three. That's great. That they're making it. Bayonetta two was awesome. Um, I still need to go back and actually finish it. But uh, but yeah, I mean those games are great. I'm glad that. I wonder, you have to wonder if these actually, if Nintendo made back their investment. I guess they must have. Yeah, I don't think we'll but, be seeing a wonderful 101 yeah. <laughs> Switch version. Um, but I mean, soon. you know, that's, that's great. Bayonetta 3 is, you know. Right. It's great. Uh, Soul Calibur 6. That's interesting Paul, to me. You, but, or, oh, yeah, you or, played or, a who, who was it that said Calibur. played? Yeah, yeah we, uh, my roommates and I, um, back in college, we played Soul Calibur 3 like, every weekend. We'd stay up for two or three Soul Calibur 2. Uh, I was, I've never gotten really into them, but they always seemed cool. I was very good at that, and um, unfortunately, with my skills on that, don't transfer over to any other part of the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really loved Street, or uh, I'm sorry, Soul Calibur One on Dreamcast. That was one of my favorite mm-hmm. games at the time. That and Marvel vs. Capcom Two. Right. So you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm like interested, but I have so many fighting games now. And it so looks like time. I think they're retelling the story of One. It looks like they're kind of going back. That's interesting to the like the time period and everything. Um, Definitely a plot <laughs> Yeah, we got a, a Nino Kuni two delay, so I know Shore is pretty upset about and that. Uh, well, at least I have more time to play the first one. I'll never play back. Right. Um, yeah, I mean it's just taking so so long for Nino Kuni two. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like I've lost. I mean, I'm no. sure it'll be great, but I, I feel like I've lost like momentum yeah. with that yeah. series already. That's how I am uh, with Kingdom Hearts three at this point. It's like it'll come yeah. out maybe. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, and then last thing we got a medieval remastering. Yeah, coming. I really liked these games when I was younger, but I don't see how they could possibly be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious if they're going to do like a crash thing, like where they actually go in and redo the all the like actual graphics, or if they're going to just HD it. Either way, I just feel like those games are probably it'd be like remaking Spyro One. It's yeah. probably less impressive than yeah. nostalgia would have you believe. However, if right. they would remake Crash Team Racing, I would be very grateful. Crash Team uh, Racing is on... Or no, that was Jack X that's on the PS4 now. All um, right. So we're moving on, correct? Yeah. yeah. So it's time for a little segment that I like to call The Eye of Shoron. No Hollywood news can escape Shoron's gaze. It's time for The Eye of Shoron. All right. So the biggest news just happened it's been talked about for a little bit uh this past month but disney the big golden d bought 20th century fox wait did you just call disney the big d yeah you love that big d because they're coming into (laughs) all right let's go on let's move on moving on man that that pubg thing really messed with trav's brain (laughs) um so Disney bought 20th Century Fox for $52.4 billion. They now own the rights to X-Men and The Simpsons. And Fantastic um, Four. Come on. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they do with those 
cool characters. Anyway, um, so I, I my immediate thought, I'm a very Simpsons-minded guy, was the line from the Simpsons movie where Bart was wearing a black bra on his head. And he's like, look, I'm the mascot of an evil corporation. Because he looks like Mickey Mouse. Mm. Um, and I'm like, well, he's, they're probably going to make him pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think the most exciting uh, prospect out of this is that, you know, Wolverine can join Spidey and the rest of the Avengers. And now we can finally have a bunch of our famous comic book friends together. And I also think it's good that um x-men are now in the hands of somebody who might do something interesting with x-men that even in some small way resembles the fucking comics and isn't this boring brian singer pedophilia thing um (laughs) so you think they're you think they're gonna like reboot x-men to put them with marvel i think the coolest thing that they could possibly do and take my idea and i will pay to see it is a pixar x-men that looks like the comics please fucking do this because be it cool. would be amazing. Mm. We just I don't even have it in my news here, but the new trailer for the new Sony Pictures um, Spider-Man animated movie starring Miles Morales is yeah. coming out and it looks so fucking good. This is the way all of these movies should look. They should we should take all of our next gen graphics and make the best looking animated versions of it. Why not? I mean, we can do live action. We're doing a great job with it, but let's see some really crazy shit happen in animation. Stuff you can't do in live action. Um, so we don't really know what the, the thing that I thought was like, wait, did Disney buy Fox news? Cause that would be hilarious, but they didn't, they only bought certain parts of it. Um, so you can go online to look at the full list of like what they own and what they don't own. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that, you know, we can see this X-Men crossover with, you know, star Wars or whatever we want. Um, right. So when star Wars and merges with the NCU and now X-Men, it'll be crazy. Yeah, it'll be great. Like, Toy Story 4 is going to have so many great action figures in it. Um, So, uh, can you say Geralt Murdoch? No, because that's a weird thing. But the people who uh, are one of the writers behind Daredevil, which is a hit-or-miss show for me, uh, is adapting The Witcher uh, series to Netflix. So, The Witcher is going to become a Netflix series. And... um, I don't know. I think I like the idea of The Witcher being a Netflix series, if only to make The Witcher popular. I think, like, mm. on Netflix, you have the freedom to make it good. I don't know if a Daredevil writer is necessarily going to be the guy to do it, but I feel like Netflix is a pretty good track record at this point. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty negative when I was like, really? Um, but then I kind of thought about it, um, and I will say season one of Daredevil has a very good villain. That's probably the best villain oh man i love king and, and that shit yeah i i guess uh david Tennant and jesse jones but you know they really did a good job and i mean he, he steals the season um and then i was kind of thinking you know uh, trap i believe you've read most of the books for the witcher right, yeah, yeah, yeah that's correct so but I, at least i've read one of them at one point and they are kind of set up like short stories so actually um, working at it might work well as a Netflix episodic series. Yeah, there, there. I think there's, I think I, would, I think there's two or three short story books. There, there is an like a three or four books that are like an actual arc. Okay. Um, they, they deal more with uh like Siri and Geralt and and Yennefer. Okay. Um, but but yeah, the, the some of the best stuff in in any of the books is some of the short story stuff. Um. I think the 
if you play the Witcher one, the opening cutscene is the first story in the last right, Witch, which is right, about right. him killing a uh, what are those called? The 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 they're it's like a, they, it's a girl yeah. that gets turned into a monster right, vampire right, thing. Right. Anyway, um, but yeah, that would be really cool if they could somehow maybe either I guess I guess the actual way they would do it is tell is start telling the full story and then do flashbacks to the individual stories when they come up because they eventually all the short stories become relevant at some point like somewhat in the, right. in the story in the in like the actual arc of of Geralt's arc in the books um but yeah I mean they could do that like it would it would be cool to to just see some of that stuff played out like in an actual tv show I think would be really cool because there's a lot of really interesting even just not even just like character stuff but like cool action scenes that happen and stuff like that just seeing Geralt's be a professional the way he is and like know what he's doing and all that stuff would be really cool to see. But it, if they really want to do this right, I think it's possible. That yeah. They could. I think the budgeting is there for them to make a really nice expensive looking show. And I think the time is right for there to be a show that looks like Lord of the Rings. Um, and I think like just visually it, it could be a good thing. I think like the Witcher is a great character and there's a lot you can do with this mm. universe. Um, so and I honestly think the tone of the Daredevil show would actually be pretty perfect. I thought it was always a little too self serious for Daredevil, but um, uh, I think it could be probably pretty perfect for yeah. The Witcher. I don't know. I feel like if people didn't give Geralt shit for the way he talks, it wouldn't be Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other stuff we got going on now. A couple new trailers just dropped beyond even that great Spider Man one, but the new Ready Player One trailer is making. You know, nerds either excited or angry. Uh, so this is an adaptation of a nostalgia fest um, that is directed by Steven Spielberg. To me, what really stuck out to me from this trailer is the fact that Tracer is in the trailer, right, right next to Chun Li. Oh the yeah, I forgot toads. I saw that. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. So we're gonna see lots of you know Iron Giant is prominently featured, but like we're gonna see lots of video game references and stuff. You know, it'll be a fun spot the reference kind of thing, if nothing else. Um, and this other headline I have uh, under the title Sex Robot Avatar Boner Squad, which Paul says, whatever this link is, I'm not clicking on it at work, uh, which right. I thought was particularly funny. Uh, basically, using all of his avatar tech, James Cameron is producing a, an adaptation of the anime Alita ba- Battle Angel, which I knew nothing about. I've never the heard tra- of The trailer is basically Christoph Waltz rebuilds a CGI wonder babe who is just like completely cg it looks like or maybe was mo-capped and then turned into a cg creature but she has like giant brats baby doll eyes and is also yeah, like a I weapon saw the of picture destruction that weird is it and robert rodriguez directing this maybe but yeah. uh the i don't know i never knew i had this fetish but whatever it is it's my new thing is this movie i've discovered what my <laughs> kink is and it is this movie and i love it so I don't know if the movie will be any good, but I will be there with no pants on opening day. Um, I will no, not be. Going, yeah. <laughs> I'll be sitting right next to you holding your hand, buddy. No, no, you will not. That I guarantee Make you. Make eye contact with Paul, me. you're closer. You have to go. I know. All right. And now it's time for a little segment we like to call. It's all right, so Trav, you you were you were telling me about this, basically yeah, the skill rank thing. What is yeah, this? Yeah, so so Blizzard has come out and said that, and this is only for Diamond and Above players. They said, I think that they said 
maybe this would come to lower ranks, but but as of now, it's just for Diamond and Above, which is unfortunate for us. But It feels like it's so, a test run of this thing, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, there is reasons that you wouldn't want this in certain ranks, but anyway. Um, so if you're Diamond and Above now, once they implement this, you will – you is your team, even when you're not grouped, solo queue, grouped up, whatever – when you lose, you will all lose the same amount of SR, and when you win, you will all gain the same amount of SR. So the there only thing no, that matters is the win. There's no individual There's ranking. no personal level SR gains or losses based on play. Um, there's no performance-based SR. Uh, so this just promotes teamwork, I would assume, is what they're going for. Um, because as it is right now, there is incentives inside the game to – one trick, meaning that you play one hero and only that hero, no matter the map, no matter the anything. Right. Um, in order to, and usually it's a it's a character that isn't played much in your rank because the way the SR system works is is it, it or the way the individual based SR system works is that when you play and say you lose, it it looks at your stats and compares them to other other players that use the same character on the same map. You know, it takes into a couple different factors. And you will gain or lose more SR depending on how you compare. So if you play a character that's not played very often and you do really well, you will lose way less, like much less SR than when you, when you lose. And you'll gain a lot when you win. Um, so basically this is trying to counteract that. Also, like them not being able to put uh, like when you like make a crucial switch or something to like a Winston or something when there's a Symmetra or whatever. Right. Um, right. Right. It, the game can't account for that in your, in your, in your SR. So this is another way to promote being flexible and focusing more on the win as opposed to individual accolades. I think that in my opinion, the way they're doing this, it feels like it's a test run of this new system because uh, if you're already in these high ranks, chances are you're already a good player. So mm-hmm. you won't feel as screwed over by the system because right. if you are in the, if you're one of the groundlings like us, and I don't mean the comedy troupe, I mean like, <laughs> you know, the, the, the bronze and silvers and uh, golds and plats of the world who are looked down upon in trash. Like uh, we, <laughs> we, you know, there's a lot of people in there who we complain about dragging us down with them. They're being our albatrosses or whatever, but like, this will really make that come to a head. It, it'll be much harder to be like, "Well, I got gold, so we're still great," you know, and or right. I'm still I'm still the best. It's like, well, if you're on like ten losing teams, it really doesn't matter if you're the best or got a bunch of kills. And like, I mean, also like medals don't mean matter. Like, I mean, there even, there are times I've when they could signify something that mattered, but they don't. They're not the only. They don't thing always that though. Like, like yeah. I, I've seen, I've seen situations where like a character has gold limbs or gold damage or something, and it's because they're not doing their job. Right, right, you right. Know? Like if your Ryan is never holding up the shield and just going for damage, and they have most damage, that doesn't mean they're doing their job. They're doing the exact opposite. <laughs> right. Know? I'd like to see. You know, it's easy to get most damage as like Junkrat or something, but like how many times did you die? Right. Also, because maybe some of that damage came from those death bombs. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's what's this story here that you guys said? I think it was Paul. You put this one, right? Right. Even in Overwatch, the preseason doesn't matter. Philly's team pulls out of preseason. So that's their competitive team, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the official Overwatch League, which if you're not familiar with, is just kind of launching 
they're trying to make it like a real like the yeah. NFL or something. Those cities have yeah, teams. It's, it's bizarre. Right, they they've have got their own studio in Los Angeles, right? And they're gonna have uh, team specific skins for the characters in the game. Yeah, which so is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, and a lot of the like um, the owner of the Patriots owns a team. Like, there's a lot of money behind this. But yeah, so preseason just started and maybe it's wrapped up now, but. Philadelphia's team just like pulled out right before, because um, a it's the preseason and it didn't matter. But apparently they were having visa issues with one of their players. But yeah, that's what they said. Oh. They also had uh, I think one of their one of their main tank players or like, like their secondary tank player got in trouble for boosting. Oh uh, right, right, right. Heard of that? Yeah, it's a, yeah. And there that's... were people that paid him online, basically just causing them to level up or rank up. It wasn't real clear. I don't know why you'd pay for someone to help you level up. But I also heard another, another pseudo-scandal, uh, I think, via your Overwatch, uh, which is a great Overwatch channel. If you don't watch it, you should. It's very fun. Um, it gives you great tips to play the game as well. Um, but they said that... Uh, man, I lost my train of thought completely because I was too busy complimenting your Overwatch. I hate them now. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, winter yeah. event's out. Oh, the winter event is out. Yeah. Uh, Maze Yeti Hunt. Have you guys played it yet? Yeah. Yeah, we played some last night. Um, or last night? Tuesday. Yeah, I think it was last night. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's all right. Like, I'm not really into it. Yeah. It's, oh, really? Uh, I kind of I haven't played it. as Winston yet. Me but it's. I'm glad that it's fast, so you can get the loot boxes really quickly. <laughs> right. But, like... It's kind of whatever. Like it's it's a decent idea. I just feel like Blizzard doesn't know what to do with their mini games during Christmas. Like <laughs> Halloween's the only one I feel like has been like a big win. I guess Lucio yeah. Ball this last time was really good because they added in comp and they made it better. Right. But like yeah, so Lucio Ball and Junkenstein's Revenge, those are the two that they've gotten really right so far. And I think it's just because they were so different than what we normally do in Overwatch, which Maze Yeti Hunt is basically like, hey, here's five Maze, kill one Winston. Right. Like. You guys yeah, are I mean, so I get negative. I it's kind of it. like Evolve, but... I challenge whatever. you to a Yeti match later. That'll show you. Um, we, we Also, Maze... Uh, what is it called? Maze Snowball Revenge or whatever the fuck it's called. That's oh, back, yeah. too. That's, um, that's, I played one match of that. I don't need to do yeah, that. Yeah, we played again. some match of that, and, and I, I thought that. we did all right. I thought it was a little fun. It was, it was the most fun I've had because I did all right, so... Um, so, tell me about these PTR changes. You, you mentioned yeah, them Yeah, so before, I, right? I just saw this before we started. Um... Zen Zenyatta can now, you know, he throws his orb of uh, Discord. Discord and what's the other one called? Harmony. 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 So he can now see the target's health on his UI. So basically, like right above where your abilities are in the bottom right, their name will pop up along with a big version of their health bar. So you can actually like see it and make out like you know the individual ticks and everything on it. Um, and so like when you're healing someone, you can actually see it slowly moving up, which makes Zen healing look way faster than it actually is. But uh, <laughs> and then if you put it on a Discord, a Discord on like say Widowmaker or something, you can tell your team, hey, Widow's only at a quarter of health, yeah, like because you can actually see the health now. And when you're doing damage, it goes down in real time and everything. Like you know, it's not like some huge buff for Zen, but it, it does make him. It gives him one more utility that he could potentially use to help the team. And it, yeah. it's just a, it's a quality of life thing that I think is really it was really nice for Zen. Um, also, apparently Mercy's res is broken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard about somehow that. I saw a video of somebody that they res someone and they pop Valkyrie and then they go to res someone else and it does they can't res it doesn't work. Um, 
and then Doomfist has a couple changes. Uh, this is probably a glitch, but he can punch May when she's iced and actually like do damage to her, which I don't think is supposed to happen because she's supposed to be invulnerable. Right. Uh, he could punch Bastion while he's in turret form and move him. I believe is what the story was saying. I didn't see video of that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just just more Doomfist stuff. I assume they're going to continue working on him, but that's that's you know. That's I had some fun with him the other night that. when we were, I was doing like the 1v1 random heroes thing. Yeah. Um, it, it was fun to see us just try to snipe each other from far with the knuckle shots because you got to be yeah. really, <laughs> really precise. He, he's and fun to hit it, people right? with. He's just like, I, I, I'd have to play with him for a long time to in order to feel comfortable with him in comp or something right, like that. Right. All right, well, uh, that's that's all we have. And so now we're going to go to another segment, this time hosted by Paul, correct? Yeah. You're going to host a segment? I know, it's like I'm a real co-host. I can't believe this. All right, here we go with what we've been pawling. <laughs> oh, my. all right. No, no, just no. I didn't know that was gonna <laughs> Me either, oh, but it's right there. Was... It's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Trav, I don't know how you could have it. Just... Just go, Paul. It's okay. So, Trav. You just got to power through. Trav, what have you been playing, man? Uh, so I played a bit of AC Origins, about probably about 10 hours or so. Um, so 10 hours is right just a game. bit of that game. Yeah, it, it's, it seems to be. There's a lot of side quests in that game, like a lot. Um, they, have you been I, doing I definitely, a lot of them, or do you just... Yeah, I have been doing a lot of them. I definitely see the Witcher influence that people talk about. Um and the combat is not great like people are definitely <laughs> right about that one um it's not bad it's just very much like i tried to play it on hard and was like you know i can't it's not <laughs> precise enough and it, it you know it, you die in like two hits instead of like 15 on normal anyway um but yeah so it, it seems good good the story stuff seems better as far as like side quest stuff goes than it's ever been before um it's less about like Oh, here's this thing, this quest. We're going to collect these five things. Now there's six of those quests all around the world. Go find all of them. Like, you know, at I the very that. least, you get you get an NPC telling you something. Right. And then you have to go do something. Like, it's, you know, it's it's like an actual quest now as opposed to just busy work. That's, that's good. Um, but the, the uh, I, I don't really understand a lot of people talking about the combat saying it's like Zelda. I feel like it's trying to ape Dark Souls, if anything. That's... Um, as far as controls go. Because it, you know, you, you attack with the tri- with the with the bumper and the triggers, right? Um, but it, it's not that precise or anything. But I mean, you know, it, it it feels fine for an Assassin's Creed game. It's not like way worse than it was before or anything. Um, I mean, it looks yeah, great, right? Yeah, it looks really good. I'm sure it would look even better for you, Paul, on your pro. I've heard that it it looks kind of amazing <laughs> on the pro. Um, he says, but yeah, with it's a so faint note of jealousy. So <laughs> no, not at all. So far, it, it it seems pretty good. Like I'm I I'm I'm happy with it so far. It seems interesting. I've heard it. I've heard it gets way better uh, later on in the game. So I'm excited about that. But I'm I'm kind of working my way slowly. So how are the it. how are the RPG elements? I know you can like level up. Which yeah, is there's kind of there's loot. Uh, you have a, a skill tree, which doesn't seem too dissimilar from previous Assassin's Creed games. Um, but you do find loot. There's like three rarities, which is weird. There's no like common. Hmm. Uh, rarity. It's it's like I guess maybe it is called common, but it's not. It's blue, which is a color I associate with rare. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 decent. The skill tree has some stuff in it that I'm just like, this seems not useful at all. But then usually I find something where I'm like, oh okay, that yeah, that would be useful here. Um, 
but yeah, it, it seems good. They changed the uh, the the way parkour stuff works. You don't have to hold the trigger down anymore. You just it, it works like Shadow of War. Basically, you just hold X, you and your guy will jump, will jump over stuff accidentally and go the wrong way all the time. That's no, because <laughs> if you just hold circle, your guy will like take his time and crawl down the building. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, right, but so yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much hold X to move up and hold circle to move down most of the time. Like it. I think they did a been. similar thing. I think they did a similar thing in Syndicate or Unity. One of those games they they right. they introduced like parkouring down instead. Yeah. of how pretentious they are about their fucking controls. They're like, we can't just do it in a way that's like every other game we have to right. just like slowly change and we can't just like fix them like yeah i mean when it works in the old games it worked but sometimes like you'd be trying to hop along rooftops and like all of a sudden your character would jump straight left to his death and right. you'd be like no there i have i have i have missed a you still do the uh synchronization points you know and right. then you jump into the hay, hay or whatever <laughs> i have what missed fun. one Oh, which was man. a thing I always did in the old ones. I only I've only missed one so far out of like twelve, so that's pretty good for me. Um, I've played, uh, let's see, probably an, also about ten fifteen hours of Divinity Original Sin two. Um, finally getting around to that one. Um, it seems good. It's it's not like it, this game was getting tens and stuff when it first came out. It's not like something that I'm like super into, but I am I'm starting Is to, it better to, to than enjoy the first it. First one. It seems to be at least story wise. Um, and it took me, I mean, I haven't played a lot of Divinity, but like, it took me a long time before I felt like I was even getting into the story. Yeah. Is yeah, that the I, case I, with this one? Uh, no, you, stuff happens right away that, that involves your character. And, and it does a cool thing where like, there's origin stories similar to Dragon Age Origins. Although I guess it's actually not that similar because you all start in the same place, no matter who you pick, but, <laughs> but they, but they have their own <laughs> internal, uh, reasoning for like pushing forward. Um, and the ones there, I think there's six, and the ones that you don't pick become your companions. So, oh, that's cool. So you pick. You, pick, one of six, you can also just make. You, you can also just make your own. You don't have to pick one of the origin oh. characters, but you probably should. Yeah. Um, and they all have their own quest lines and, and their own. And apparently, they they have. It seems like so far, like it's setting up an adversarial relationship with your party members, which is interesting cool. to me. Because I, I, I get sick of it in RPGs when, like, I think we were talking about this with Mass Effect, where everyone's just like, yeah, man, you're the boss, let's do it. Like, yeah. I get sick of stuff like that. So having a party members that will actually fight and disagree with each other it sounds pretty interesting. Um, Side note, I just found out my boss a- loves Mass Effect, so I love my boss. You should, you should uh, Wait, give him a copy of the episode. Andromeda? No, not Andromeda. Not Andromeda. <laughs> the trilogy. Okay. okay. Woo. That was, yeah. <laughs> No, I hate Andromeda. You're fired. I'd have to quit if they liked Andromeda. <laughs> um, I also uh, so I broke down and got into the uh, the Pillars of Eternity two beta. So that's Obsidian, yeah. right? And did they kickstart this one? As uh, well? I think they funded it on Fig, which is similar to Kickstart. I think you just okay. I don't give a flying better. fig about this. Um, but uh, yeah, so Pillars of Eternity two supposed to, it's called uh, Dead Fire. It's supposed to be coming out. Uh, Q1 of next year, um, so I, I I went ahead and uh, backed it and then paid a little bit extra to get into the beta. Um, it was it was it seems good. Like the changes they made are smart. I got about eight nine hours out of the beta. Um, no companions or and anything. That's a, 
that's an old school isometric. RPG yeah, it's like Baldur's like Gate. Uh, that's the way Divinity okay. is you know, as well, right? They're both Divinity's CRPGs. closer. Yeah, it is a CRPG, but you can like move the camera around. It's a full 3D world, whereas oh, Pillars right, right. is more of like hand-drawn backgrounds that your characters walk on. Oh, cool. Um, I I, I, I kind of prefer the Pillars way because it's easy to miss stuff in Divinity if you don't have the camera rotated correctly. Right, right. Yeah, um, I remember right. That. But, but I, they're just different with, like, styles. You objects and stuff in Divinity because that's like part right. of the combat. So you need right. to be able to get access to them. But I do like the, like, I don't know. I, I like it when everything is, like, hand-created for your use in that way. Yeah, it's it's just kind of like it looks, you know, they're, like, really nice stylists. Especially in, in Deadfire, they added in, like, this whole new lighting engine um, that has, like, shadows for your characters that react realistically. And, and, and I, I, I've... I think the the beta had like two quests and one uh uh what are they called like a uh, chore not a chore but <laughs> I can't remember what's I can't remember what the word is you can but uh, they're like when you they're like low <laughs> they're like low level quests that aren't that aren't like real big things um but it was cool it, it it does the thing where it doesn't like tell you exactly like quest mark or anything it's like oh I need you to find out who who did this and then you find at the scene of the crime you find like oh, this, like a leaf or something. It's like, oh, I, I remember one of the NPC characters had something like this. And it's not even like in your journal. You just have to remember that. And it, it's stuff like that, which oh, is goodness. cool. Um, but yeah, it seems so good. you need I, a notebook. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, a notebook like would be witness. helpful. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, that seems cool. Um, and then the other thing I played, I didn't play much of it, probably a couple hours. Uh, I played Tekken 7, which sure got me. You're welcome. Um, right. And... Uh, <laughs> You're just ready to go. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I like Tekken. I'm not good at it. I'm like shit at Tekken. But, That's why I got uh, it for you. Get ready to I die. Um, I, I really like the customization so, wait, options. Sure. Did you just specifically get a, a game so you could beat him in it? No. All right. I, uh, go ahead. I hate beating crap at fighting games. <laughs> I, I really like they added in every there's like every cutscene from every Tekken game in that game right, and also all right. the music from every Tekken game in that game it's like crazy um oh so like I even, remember being like blown away by the cutscenes back in the <laughs> PS1 era when cutscenes well, I, I watched one awesome. of them man and they're rough now. they have aged super <laughs> well I watched a stream yeah. where a friend of mine was going through some of them and we were just all laugh and like sort of mystery science theater them together it was really they were some really bizarre it's like cool the, just to have them all in one place, though. Oh, like. totally. It's great. I mean, I remember one of my favorite things as a kid was there was a game that was like a Sonic collection on, mm-hmm. I think it was either Saturn or Dreamcast or something, but it had all the Sonic games, and it contained all of the old Japanese commercials, too. And my friends and I oh, would just like watch weird. the old like, 90s Japanese commercials and laugh our asses off. That sounds cool. Yeah, it was I wouldn't mind fun. seeing some of those. Um, uh, but that that's pretty much it for me. You know, I, I'm still working on a few game of the year things like Dangan Rob right. and stuff, but I haven't made any yeah. real solid progress. Yeah, I'm still interested to well, see what you think of it. Yeah, you just played a little bit of like 15 hours of like three games. So. Yeah, <laughs> I can see how that happens. Well, so short. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be much better, Paul. I hate to break it to you. I sort of did the same thing. All right, so sure. I know you talked about Edith Finch, so yes, or I, mentioned it, so. I mean, what are your thoughts so far? Are you well, so far, thank you, you once it. again for giving me uh, the chance to play it. You were the one who, that was my Christmas gift from you. And uh, I think that, like I sort of mentioned earlier, uh, your mileage may vary on whether you think it's worth the $20 because it is extremely short and there isn't a ton of gameplay. But in terms of storytelling and emotional impact, 
it's hard. I, I doubt that there's like a lot of stuff that's like it. Um, it doesn't feel like, um, I mean, I'm sure there are certain people who are like, that was lame. I didn't like it. Like, it just might not be your cup of tea. But, like, uh, I think if you're a gamer in search of, like, what ways that they can push narrative. Like, it's not a perfect right. game in any way. It's not even, but it's, like, visually interesting, storytelling interesting, and it's so design what's is really this, cool. what's the setting? I mean, it, I know it's a storytelling game. The setting is the, like, geeks love the Pacific Northwest, man between like X-Files and Twin Peaks and this and Thimbleweed Park, right. Pacific Northwest place to be, right? And uh, you're basically a character who's visiting, it's sort of like Gone Home and that you're visiting where you grew up. Um, but what you're doing is the game is broken up into uh, like basically mini stories, each with a different gameplay style that explores the history or a key moment in one of your family members lives so you'll like visit their room oh, and you'll yeah. see something and you'll be like oh this you know this family member was always like this and then we'll go into some style or different thing um without spoiling anything that is like the key moments of the game the one thing i can tell you is that there's a very visually interesting it's not very much fun to play but there's a very visually interesting part where everything is um takes on a cell shaded look and they make it look like a tales from the crypt comic book and it's a very cool huh. effect. So there's a lot of interesting stuff like that in there. There's one specific story that the game sort of builds towards that is absolutely great and interesting and emotionally, like, startling. Um, and that's, I think, the reason why it's more than just a fun little collection of micro games. But um, that, yeah, I, I think it's, like, 20 bucks. If you can get it for, like, 11 to 15 bucks, you'll be happy with it. I think it's on Steam often for, like, $8. That's... An amazing price for it. Um, so I've also been playing Hellblade. Um, I always forget so, Senua. Yeah. It's it's not Setsuna, which is I am Setsuna, <laughs> which is the other game. It's Senua, right. Sacrifice, Hellblade. Stupidest name for a game I've ever heard. It's, right. So I, 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 I read the title of Hellblade, and I'm thinking like, oh, you must be in hell. It's going to be like Dante's Inferno. Yeah, it's going to be like That's Dante's Inferno or Gods of War or God of War. And Senua's Sacrifice sounds like I am Setsuna. Both of those names are terrible, and they don't have much to do with it. Actually, Hellblade kind of does, but like the main selling point of this game is that your character has mental illness and uh, hears voices, and uh, the game was researched by a historiographer for the setting and a mental health expert for the character's behavior and what uh, she experiences. So, and that's like it's not that's not like a back of the box buried thing. That's like a um the first thing you go through this really long credit sequence and it's like historically accurate <laughs> mental health it's like this is what they want the takeaway to so say. is it like what what where is it set it, it's like um I th medieval, isn't it? it's like uh i want to say like viking ages it seems like it's norse okay. mythology or maybe it's celtic mythology but it feels like it's it's a mix of a lot of different things uh, and maybe it's a mix between those clashing cultures. I don't know a lot about the historical time period or anything like that, but I feel like you're getting a lot of the same names and um, reference points that you might get from... I mean, it might make sense to you because you've also read American Gods, um, mm -hmm. but it has a lot of that old-world, like, demigod, Eastern European mythology, Norse stuff in it. Um, so it, it's it's interesting. Um but in terms of gameplay, it is really kind of weak and repetitive. 
but it's the presentation that is so top notch that it makes it something special. So I'm not far enough into that to give it a final verdict. Um, I've been spending uh, some time playing Resident Evil as well, which has been just so seven, bizarre. Right? Seven, yeah. yeah. And it's been so bizarre, and I love it. And Is it's there any so way for weird. you to say where you're at without spoilers? Yes. So I am um, just past the quote-unquote family din- dinner scene in the beginning. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I'm past a little bit before, I think, uh, according to my friend Zach at work, I'm before the garage, if that makes okay. sense, which is apparently yep. a key part of the game. He's like, oh, you're going to love that part. And I was like, okay, okay, that's it. Don't say anything. Um, but, so you're still uh, pretty, you're still pretty like kind of in like tutorial mode a little bit. Yes. I'm not very far into the game. Uh, I sort of, I'm like, oh, Hellblade is too scary. All the voices in my head, you got to play with headphones. It's freaking me out. I'll put on Resident Evil to calm down and then that'll <laughs> freak me out. Great and, idea. Uh, Resident Evil isn't really that scary. It's just more fun. Like it's not even as terrifying as, um, it's you're probably not at the scary stuff yet. I mean, it's it's definitely got like little jump scare moments and fun parts to it and things I didn't expect, but it's not as like so far. It's it's a more fun like I'm at a horror movie that I'm happy to see and be involved in. Yeah, than, as it, it never to, really like, gets to the point where it's just like too much. Well, uh, PT it has it has like its was moments. At a point where but... it was so scary, it was unbearable at points. I'm just like Lisa could I, be anywhere. This is scaring the shit out of me. Maybe I'm just. I, f- I feel like I feel like in games where you have in horror games where you have a weapon though, that's less likely to happen because one of the reasons PT is scary because you literally can't do anything. Like in, that's in, why I uh, tend not to like Outlast as much because I just feel yeah. so underpowered yeah, that like I can't yeah. do anything. Um, in, uh, Resident in, Evil Seven has a good mix. In that Tales from the Crypt moment in Edith Finch, they give you I forget what it is. I think it's like a crutch or something, and you don't really need it for anything, but it's just fun to sway around because it makes you feel <laughs> less scared. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I will try to play that before the so end of the year. You, you, you and fun. I played um, uh, Injustice, Injustice last night. And that was fun. Yeah, yeah. I had a good time doing that. Uh, Trav's a really good person to play fighting games against because even if he's better than you, he doesn't like destroy you. <laughs> he like helps you play the game better and just learns the moves. It's like he is like uh, the the perfect fighting game friend. It's not like your friend who's like, "Why aren't you better at this?" and just wrecks you. And it's like, "Why would you want to stop playing, you pussy?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just right. it's like ideal it's it's pretty i did cool. i did appreciate you being like all right well for this first match let's just go full because i know you like so to i do can that. see and i wanted to see like because i wanted to know like how good you were because like paul and i were like in confidence like being like i don't know i don't want to fight trav he's played online like we were scared <laughs> <laughs> right well i i barely i i finished the campaign and then i think maybe started playing persona right right mm-hmm. i mean it's been out for a while but it's, so, but it's been cheap right. for only recently. Um, right. Is, isn't, aren't the t- Ninja Turtles coming to it at some point? Isn't that a thing? There are. Yes. Yeah, that is a thing, and I will probably play I will buy it, it so again. Much. But I want, yeah. I want uh, Hellboy and I want Starfire, like I've said before. Um, I'd, I'd like to get Deadshot. Or not Deadshot. Deadshot sucks. I want uh, Red Hood. Uh, Red Hood. I want uh, Black Manta as well. Um, mm. the only other Black thing Manta's playing... got a weird character design. Yeah, I mean, he looks really cool, is. but he looks weird. It looks it's like top heavy. He's like Mysterio or something. Yeah, just tip over. Um, I played a level of Civ Six yesterday too, and I gotta say the game is in really great shape right now. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I need a PC to really appreciate it because my Mac can barely run it. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a fantastic game, and it's really and really like a lot of the really questionable design elements are gone. It just runs super fucking well. 
right now. That 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 reminds me also just real quick. I had I I, I hope it's because it's a beta, but Pillars of Eternity two in certain spots ran horribly for me. Yeah, like I hope it's because it's a beta because they said I think they've said before that that they want if you could run the first one they're gonna shoot for similar specs. Um, but like I had certain spots where like there would be at night there was like people walking around and then uh some fires and stuff and it got down to like three like it must have been single digit frames per second like i couldn't i couldn't even get into the menus even in the menus i couldn't like click stuff yeah it was bad but i'm hoping that was just you know whatever well so i uh not surprisingly uh was still playing skyrim uh i finally finished the main quest last week i was like I'm gonna finish the main quest, and I, I don't. I'm a little scared to look at how many hours I sunk into that. I have to go on my switch and look. After this yeah, thing. yeah. Um, but it, what's so funny is I finished it on Saturday and Sunday. There was football, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just do a quest." You know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm ready for some. And I'm like, I'm completely done. I'm sure I'll go back and do the DLC. But like, I'm like, I don't want to go talk to this person. Yeah. I don't want to have to go unload, so I have inventory. Um, I did want to say, so last time I thought I was talking about the quest where I assassinated the emperor, the right, person immediately yes. got caught by the guards, and I was like, and they just made me pay a thousand gold, no big deal. Um, so apparently that was actually a thing in, like, Nordic culture called Vergild. I was listening to uh, the Myth, Myth and Legends podcast, and I, they're like, That's yeah, not what it, I thought it, that was when you wrote that in our yeah, outline. Yeah, say it, 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 that's what I thought. No, I it, it means it, man price. So as long as what? you killed them, but like, you know, said, oh yeah, I did it and didn't try to hide anything. Just paid a little fine, no big deal. Um, apparently uh, that fell out of favor a little bit um, when Christianity became more predominant. <laughs> but, Makes sense. Uh, Fucking so, Christianity okay. ruins our wear guild. <laughs> so I guess I have to retract my statement about their crime system not making any sense. Yes. So uh, there you go, Skyrim. That was the one thing accurate. that in Skyrim that didn't make sense. I know, right? right. That's what I was just going <laughs> to say. It's like now it's historically accurate. Uh, right, right. The dragon bodies that just keep appearing and they're dead and I can't loot or anything. I, those, I, are, those are normal. I feel pretty similar every time I try to start Skyrim, like a new playthrough. I get like 20 minutes in and I'm just like, I don't want to talk to any of these fucking people. <laughs> right. Oh, and I definitely did not play the game correctly. Like, I switched, like, my secondary skills. I was like, oh, I'll be, you know, I want to do destruction magic and do, like, explosive character. And I was like, no, wait, I want to summon enemies. And then by the end, I was just using a sword and shield. And I was like, that was completely I mean, the that's, wrong that's, way. that's Skyrim. Like, yeah, you, you that dab yeah. everything. That's, that's, it feels yeah. like you're supposed to play, like, a real RPG. But in like, the end, maxing sort of everything. Like, but yeah, you're no. just crazy. Yeah. Um, so the main game is I've been trying to get through Wolfenstein 2. Um, um, it, so I just played Wolfenstein 1, I think last month. Um, I'm surprised at how differently it plays. Um, you move faster. I know Trap talked about this while he was going, but it, it actually really changes the gameplay. Um, and I I don't want to talk about too much because there's story related reasons for that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but, um, it's it's a really compelling game. I, I I don't know how far I'm past that one big event we talked about, Trav, which I can't even non-squarely describe. <laughs> okay. So oh, no. um, okay. I, I'm in it's New like, Orleans. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I'm so, just gonna spray yeah. my Febreze and pretend I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, but I'm really liking it. Um, I think the gameplay tweaks. Uh, it's 
noticeably improved from the first one, just everything from like how you level up the perks, um, right? the stealth is a little bit better, um, and I don't know how I feel about the level design quite yet. Yeah, I've um, seen a lot of people saying that they don't really like the level design. I ha It's not been bad, but I I could see like getting to the end of the game, wishing for a little more variety, but sure. the storytelling is super compelling, um, and it's really interesting to see a first-person shooter play for you know, I'm really enjoying it. You just remind me of something my friend Zach said about the game, which was that he was sort of like based on what he saw for the previews, he thought it was going to be a game where you were like fighting uh, Nazis through the streets of America. Mm -hmm. um, and there are a couple sections like that, but for the most part, you're in bunkers, which to me right. sounded like classic Wolfenstein. But I could see that if you went in thinking this is going to be like a liberate America game, it's a little bit different than that right yeah i mean yeah like like you are trying to there like america is like the centerpiece and everything of even the story stuff but like but yeah you're not like walking down like main street right this you isn't know, in some town cry five, basically. right right like there there is stuff there is really interesting stuff that they do like on just like in like up main street stuff like like where there's people walking around but like nothing that's not like the main focus like you know right. you're 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 most of the time fighting them through yeah bunkers or like just their like ships or whatever you know right typical wolfenstein right. stuff that's what he said too um so i thought that was interesting yeah. but i i just based on what i know of wolfenstein to me wolfenstein is like castles and bunkers and shit mm -hmm. so it didn't it's, it's right. still similar to that yeah yeah, yeah um so while there was a huge wolfenstein update there was like four or five gigabytes or something came out the other day so i played um I got Cuphead. Um, I played just a little bit of it. I'm proud to say I beat the first boss fight I tried without dying. Wow. Um, but that's never going to be repeated again. I Is it as crazy hard as it looks? Um, I would say it's difficult. I'm not super far. Um, most of the fights, I mean, yeah, they're hard, but they're also fair. Like, once you get to pattern recognition and figure out how to dodge a move, like, you can do it pretty consistently. Hard but fair. It seems like a game Trav is pre-ordering right now, <laughs> even though it's already out. Right. Um, like, the boss fights, like, you will you will have a bad run at it or something like that. But you, you know, you can make progress. You can figure out how to beat them. So, you know, it's difficult, but it's not like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how I'm ever going to beat that. But like I said, I'm super early on, so... Good, good change. Sure. And I've actually, I actually really had trouble with the platforming stages. I've yeah, only done, right. uh, the first one took me more than that. Of course, I'm trying to get all the gold coins. <laughs> I always do that right. shit too. Like, I um, take forever in every Mario level in the 2D ones because I'm like, well, I am a Mario player. I need those magic red or blue or purple coins, whatever well, they are. Well, you can purchase upgrades with them in this one. So, like, there's, right. you definitely want to get them. Uh, but, yeah, um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Like, as we talked about how it looks, it looks great. Isn't there, like, a plotline in Cuphead about trying to, like, beat up debtors or something like that? Like, that's some weird... Not a plotline. As far as I can tell, that is the plotline. Right? <laughs> Wait, so, like, so who's so, in debt to who? Uh, your think, brother... Think, yeah, somebody made a deal with the devil. <laughs> yeah, right, and this is, like, the first, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, your brother is... At the craft table on a hot streak, <laughs> then the owner of the casino walks over and he's like, "Well, I bet you can't, you know, do something, Robert." 
and then he's like, oh, but the owner was the devil, and then oh, no. your brother, your brother literally gambles your soul for a little. So it's all Mugman's fault. <laughs> it's all Mugman's fault. Yeah, Cuphead and Mugman. Um, That's funny. And, I know I would yeah. really like this game if I had the chance to play it. So I want to live vicariously through you guys. Please play it, enjoy it without me. I'll just be yeah, it, crying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I want, I'll talk to. I think John was really interested in it too. So I'll see if he has yeah. looked into it at all anymore. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in trying it. I'm and just then, so busy with everything. Yeah, you just right. got a physical copy of a game, right, Paul? Oh yeah, that's super weird. <laughs> oh right. Did it, so, did it come uh, in it like in an actual box? Yeah, so I got PUBG, um, came out on Xbox just a couple days ago, and it, you know, I thought I was getting like a physical disc or whatever, and they literally shipped me an Xbox colored cardboard box, and, and of course it like, comes in, you know, the manila sleeve, and I'm like, so no oh, it's got case. the death rattle, right, I was like, oh great, you know, hope the disc isn't broken, and of course I'm like, that's weird, this box is cardboard, and then I open it up, and it's just got a digital download part. The I'm desk like, wasn't broken, Paul, you can't really be upset. I can't be upset without so the download um, and scratched somehow. That's that's a really good metaphor about how janky the experience. Is. <laughs> so I played two rounds, um, and I, but I still have no clue what the controls are for the game. Uh, the first one, you yeah, know, you can't look up controls when you're not in a game, which means you're going to get killed unless you like find a safe insane. spot to hide. Um, so right, I mean, the idea of the game is super cool. You all, 100 players, parachute into an, an island, and it's a survival, like, um, and last player standing wins, um, and they continually restrict the size. Of, there's, like, a circle that shrinks that you've got to stay inside. So the first time, I have no clue what I'm doing. As soon as the prompt hits, I hit the button to parachute out of the, uh, the Oh, plane. really? So you just and, went with everybody where everybody else went? Oh no, there was no one else around. Oh, okay. I well, that's good. You don't, want, you don't want to. You don't want to see other people in that game. You want to stay. So my first game was me running frantically, trying to stay inside the circle until I finally found someone. Also trying to figure out how to open a door and switch weapons. I was going to uh, tell you, Paul. You know, there's vehicles in the game, right? I didn't see them. Okay. No, I'm, but, I'm just making yes. sure that you know that there's no, the possibility I, they, there that there are vehicles. Be in there. Um, I found a gas can, presumably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and a motorcycle helmet. Again, no. That no. sounds really <laughs> funny. I would like to watch Paul play this game. Yeah, and I then, mean, I'm, if they patch it a couple times, I'll, I'll definitely pick it up. And then I sneak up behind somebody and like, oh, great. And I unload an entire clip at him. My crosshair is right over them. And I don't hit them and they just turn around and pop and shoot. And I was like, oh, well. What kind of uh, gun are like, you using? I don't know. I just. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. What kind, Paul? And, well, I'm um, asking because like the weapons have different. You know. Yeah, it, it was some weapon I love that was just, like judging him. I can feel. No, it. no. It <laughs> was a rifle. You could switch from like single shot to automatic. Right. But I snuck up like fairly close to this guy. You know. But yeah. it was also the first time I like shot anything. In the maybe game, so. maybe it was just like bad lag or frame rate or something whatever us. like 40 people still died before me because i spent so long trying right to get to so it's a win then and then the second game um i started i walked into a building and immediately bought, got kicked out of the lottery and the game glitched oh, out sucks. so uh the game is you know it's weird to say a game with like 20 million players is in early access it is still in early access it is not at least on xbox polished. it seems to be way better on pc but um yeah, I think the PC version's a little bit ahead. Because they're about to release on PC here in like a week. 
Yeah, I think uh, the four releases. This is your annual that. reminder that Fortnite Battle Royale is free. <laughs> right. Um, we, should, we, but, should, we should try that. We still I, I play, play it all together. the time. Yeah. No, I mean together. As a, as a family. Right. Yeah. Um, the, right. the weird thing, I, I saw, just real quick, Paul, so in I, I saw some people playing PUBG on Xbox, and apparently the X button is used to pick things up, and then if you want to reload, you have to hold the button. Oh, I heard about that. That's That's insane. so weird. And then, and then The X and Y buttons both have two different functions. I think, one, yeah. One's yeah, supposed I've to seen... be tap and one's supposed to be hold. Right. Although, um, and apparently this is a problem with the PC. I think X is uh, like if your interact button, so it lets you pick up items, open doors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Y is full still, I believe. Um, oh, right, because you run faster but, when your weapon's Yeah, down. but it's a little misleading because X isn't like, you know, you may do everything right and hit X, but you may not actually open or close the door or actually mm-hmm. pick up the item. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's, like, not uncommon on PC even still. So, right. Um, yeah, it's not super... But I, I can see why it's so big. The, the, the game concept is just crazy, right. which is why Fortnite immediately stole it. So. Right. They'll, I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll get it figured out, The you know. It's, yeah, sooner or later. I, they, they, need to, they need to figure out something with the controls, though. That just sounds... Gross. ridiculous I, I actually don't think it'll be like if it worked as intended i don't think it would be any sort of issue okay it, it, not you know having not played it it just hearing about it sounds awful right but, i mean it, it may seem counterintuitive to have to hold sure i mean i'm sure that. i don't I mean, think you, you, you're yeah, not going to be in the middle of the firefight with a ton of people i mean if you are you're going to get killed um, the nice thing is though when you get killed you just get kicked back out of the lobby and just yeah right, right. you don't have to game, watch so. the rest of the match or anything yeah right all right. Yeah. Well, that's that's it, right? That's the end yeah. of the entitled gamer forever. No, not forever. Next time we'll be coming back bigger and stronger than ever with our one year anniversary show. And this show, we're going to give each of us an individual top ten favorite games of the year list. Some of those games might be the same games at different ranks. Yeah. Some might be totally, completely off the wall choices. I'm very excited. We're going to even try to Mass Effect Andromeda is number yeah. one. Mass Effect Andromeda. You just spoiled it. No, no one's going to listen. Uh, no, Mass <laughs> Effect, it. if it appears on the list, uh, we'll have gone insane. Uh, but uh, one thing that we have to do now is say, stay entitled. The next thing is, say goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. See you later. Thank you for listening to The Entitled Gamer. The Entitled Gamer is hosted by Matt Shore and Travis O'Brien, a.k.a. Big Trav. The Entitled Gamer is edited by Matt Shore. Theme song by Braxton Boren. To get the latest episodes instantly downloaded to your device, subscribe to The Entitled Gamer on iTunes. You can also stream and download episodes from our website, theentitledgamer.com. Follow us on Twitter at EntitledGamer69. Or like our Facebook page, you guessed it, The Entitled Gamer. You can also follow Matt on Twitter at Shorster and Trav on Twitter at T.O.Brien90. Got a question, comment, or concern for the Entitled Gamer? Your question could be asked and answered during the show. Simply send an email to question at theentitledgamer.com or contact us on Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and have an Entitled Day!